Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 182. Tonight, our special guest, Taylor Catherine. Oh my gosh! You have a way to make uh, people happy. I think. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So I listened to "Sober Up." I told you earlier, like ten times today. I love it. Thank you. And then you come in and you do a sound check, and it wasn't that song. And then you do that song. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, they're all awesome. Thank you. I love your songwriting, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, but we always like to start out this podcast. Well, before we start out this podcast, I guess I got to bring to everybody's attention the the guy to my left and people's right uh everybody's favorite luthier <laughs> spencer corbin joining me tonight as my guest yeah what's going on y'all hey man thanks for sitting in thank you uh brent's brent's got a job to do a busy man these days so he's on the switcher we're just hoping he sticks with us and and uh you know doesn't you know pass out or fall asleep over there <laughs> from exhaustion hey i've got coffee all right, good coffee, and, and he's going to play the voice of God later and do Weston's questions for us. So, <laughs> should be good to go. All right, so um, now we got to start from the beginning. So, 
if you can, tell us uh, about yourself and just take us back as far as you can remember, early childhood, whatever uh, and whenever it was that you knew that you loved music, uh, that you first came into music and when you knew it was going to be something you just had to do. Um, so growing up, my mom was like the karaoke queen of Frankfurt. <laughs> and I mean, I was, I was like, I always thought of her as like, she's f- some famous celebrity or whatever and go with her to her karaoke con- contest. And, um, there was one that she did like a really big one it has this place called country place jamboree, which is where we went like every Friday. And it was one of those like bars outside of the city limits. So the kids could come in like, um, <laughs> I was six years old the very first time I got on a stage at that place. Six years old. And I sang, you're still the one by Shania Twain. Ah, okay. And everybody was just like enamored with me. And I don't really know if I was like really good then or if I was just real cute. But like whatever that was, I was like, I'm going to chase that forever. Ah. And I remember like just taking pride in music in elementary school. I mean, it was my, it's always been like my favorite thing to do. Um, so yeah, that, that's that feeling that I got from that stage is, is why I started to, take it seriously and then um in high school i got into the governor's school for the arts for vocal music awesome and i went to georgetown college to study opera oh um, amazing yeah wow. in elementary education because i wanted to be a music teacher okay uh however <laughs> life has a funny way of doing things and i had my first daughter um four days before my 18th birthday okay you know so i did still go to, i went to college for a few years and i did graduate but i did not I have a liberal arts degree, so um, after that, you know, um, hey, you know what you you had a kid and still graduated yeah. college. Who yeah. cares what type of degree right. you got? Kudos for doing that. My wife had a kid, and I could I didn't graduate college. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's super hard. But because of that, you know, I had in in that time, you know, between. Uh, having her and like coming back to the music, I had two more children. Uh, so I currently have a 14 year old, a nine year old and a five year old. Um, okay. You got the spectrum there. Huh? Yeah. Cause yeah. I was always like, just the last one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you, you can't even put those guys in any of the same ball leagues or teams Thank anyway. God, yeah. <laughs> it's just cheaper this way a little bit. Uh, so, so yeah. Six years old, getting on stage. That's a, uh, and your mom's the karaoke queen. That is, it does do something to you to have people tell you you're good at a young age. I do believe. It really does. And, and but then you know, for, for me to hear the rest of that bit of it that you went to uh, school of arts, you know, opera singing that it wasn't. You probably really were good as a six year old. You probably just had <laughs> it. You know, you're probably listening to mom sing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know I love that that feeling I have now with my kids because they hear me do stuff like this and see me like do radio shows and they're like, especially my teenager, she's like, "Mom, are you famous?" Like, <laughs> it's just awesome. Like, just say kids, yes. Yeah, just, I'm just like, like I'm locally I'm known. So, I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like a good bourbon that only the people you know that should know about it know yeah, about exactly. it. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. You're like a single barrel right now, man, because you're pouring some good ones. I'm Thank telling you. you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. um when did I? Well, let's start with the instrument. When did you start playing an instrument? During COVID. During COVID. Yeah. So are you kidding? No. Wow. I started. I wrote my first song with that instrument during COVID. You started writing during <laughs> yes. COVID. Hold on a second. <laughs> so generally, I, I was going to start with when did you start songwriting? Are you kidding me? You've only been writing for a few years. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is the first year that anything's really taken off for me. So that just blows my mind. I I mean, it really does. That's that's crazy because you know it's one thing to write a catchy song, um, but but the to have the 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 verbiage and the phrasing to where you're following it in your head, you're kind of seeing the pictures, you kind of uh, feel it, and, and like I said, bring you joy at the same time. That is such a feat to, mm-hmm. like, how how many songs have you written? I think I have about, I have 10 that I, like, play out, <laughs> but I have, like, two notebooks full of shit that I don't play out. Yeah, yeah. Because I, like, You only play know. the good stuff, the stuff I think you they're like. all good, probably, like, but, like, not to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Somebody else's taste, not yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that, but, man, I, that is just, uh. That is wild. That is wild. I, I'm left me kind of speechless because that's so. When you kind of started, what what made you decide to do it? You it, you know you've got. If if it's during shutdown, you've got kids at home. You're drinking a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're parenting. You're trying. I, there is no real escape. Is that like why you start? You like I need some time. What? How did you? How did you go about that process in that time as a mom? Um, obviously, with a lot to say and, and, and a, a really, really great way of saying it. How did you hone that? Figure it out. There's a lot of questions in that. But I'll like, when you, did you when did you make time? I did well. I mean, I didn't like choose to learn myself. Really, I kind of was pushed to do it by one of my best friends, um, and I met her years and years ago at a festival and kind of kept up with her on Facebook. And I didn't even live in Louisville at the time. Um, So about five years ago, I moved up here. We're still friends on Facebook. Her job is hiring and I'm like, oh God, I need to get out of the house. I just had a baby. Like I'm losing my mind. So I started waiting tables um, at the Oreos with her. She runs an open mic every Wednesday at the Oreos um, and still goes on to this day. Um, Anyways, she heard me singing one day while we were working. She said, oh, my God, bitch, you got to get up there and play the <laughs> mic. And I was like, well, I don't play an instrument. She said, tell me two songs you want to learn. I'll make Derek learn them. Derek's her boyfriend. So I was like, okay. And I made him learn uh, Valerie by Amy Winehouse uh-huh. and uh, Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest. And um, so I sang those for like three months. And like uh, at the end of that three months is pretty much when like, pandemic times happened and mm-hmm. i was not working like i lost we lost the, our job basically i wasn't making mm-hmm. any money and i was sitting at home all freaking day with these kids losing my mind um <laughs> and yeah so she was like go learn an ukulele like that i promise you can do it because i'm like i don't know how to play instruments i was really bad at even piano like when i was in college um so i did and it sat and stared at me for like two months before I picked it up for real. Because <laughs> I was just like so intimidated. And I, I learned a G and an A minor and a C chord and how to do it because I felt like I was never in ever. There's like impossible. There's no way that I'm going to be able to strum in a perfect like strumming pattern and like move my fingers. And also seeing and like there was, I was, no, there was no way. But I sat down and did a 10 day ukulele tutorial on YouTube and I did it in like three days. <laughs> Because, again, I was just sitting around drinking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm highly motivated by alcohol right now. Let's do this. (laughs) And I did. And and then I wrote Take Me to the Creek. And I think I published that on my Facebook in May of that year. Uh, And I played my first, like, ever stage gig thing, like, 
that September, I believe, out at Marengo. And this place that we go to have uh, like equinox and solstice festivals. Uh, so yeah, after that, those people heard me and it just kind of like snowballed. The support just snowballed because like one person would be like, oh my God, have you heard her? You need to listen to her and like just spread like that. And this this year, I have not had a weekend off since I put my single out, which was at the end of March. Like I've done a show or two or three or whatever. That's awesome. Every week since then. It's really nice. It's been nice to be able to share my music with everybody because they seem to appreciate it. Huh. Well, and, and if they sh- as they should, as they should. It's so well written. Um, I, yeah, I, three. I, that's, I, I can't imagine like where, what the process is going to look like for you as you continue to develop. Because I still imagine times of the essence for you having time. You got kids, like I said. You and I'm getting that, old. <laughs> well. <laughs> You're only as old as you feel. Remember that. Yeah. Some but, clips. you know, it, it, you know, you got three kids in 14 to 5, right? You know, so you're probably running, doing stuff at all points in time. Now you're gigging like crazy. You've already got 10. You're still rolling. How, how much of that have you recorded? That Sober up. Just sober up. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's it. Recording is so expensive, and I have three kids. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm so, kind of doing what I can do. Well, tell me a little bit about Sober Up because it's a it's a killer song, um, but you also have a band on it. Tell, tell me a little bit about who you got to play on that. Um, so that best friend that pushed me into doing this, her name's Katie, did it. She plays okay, uh, stand-up bass with Mama Said Stream okay. Man, so she's on the stand-up. Awesome. Uh, and a former member that played mandolin on that song, Steph Kidd, uh, she's playing, she's on there too. And then I have a guitarist who regularly plays with me, but he's in Colorado right now um, for... Just an extended while. Um, his name's Dakota Blankenbaker, and he's a badass. And he's flying back in next week, actually, to play with me at Holler Girl out at Rockcastle Riverside. So I'm very oh, excited about nice. that. Yeah. So, Congrats. so stoked. Um, but I don't have a band. So, like, if you're listening to this and you want to be in one, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that recording, that is one of the things that is a super expensive. It can get as expensive as it, as you can let it be. Yeah. Especially, um, yeah, you hired. Was that kind of like a higher thing, or did was it just friends going, look, we got to get you something, pay for the studio? I had a friend literally reach out to me and said, hey, like, what? Actually, you guys have done a thing with him, too, Nick Teal. Oh, yeah. He yeah. reached out to me, and he said, uh, what is it that's, like, keeping you from moving forward? Because he could see that I was, like, kind of stagnant. Mm-hmm. I was like, honestly, I need to record, but I can't afford it. <clears throat> he was like, well, I'm doing really well right now. You don't ever have to pay me back for this. I want you to do it and he gave me the money for it that's awesome yeah so like he really he's an angel because like without that I don't think I'd be here like I don't think I'd be anywhere really yeah because there's gotta it's gotta be accessible for people yeah Mm -hmm. the one thing when Nick was here the one thing you could definitely tell is he was a genuinely nice dude from the the get go yes he is like this He's a he's a like tall and he could be imposing if if he wanted to be. But I was he's terrified such a of gentle... him the first time I met him. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's so nice. Yeah, he's amazing. His uh, he's got a single release coming up this Wednesday. At I was going to say at the Monarch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Katie's, Katie's playing, playing that and the Tune Smiths as well. Yeah, so Sweet. that is a unfortunately this won't be out and we're just missing it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've I thought uh, I thought I saw that today. But I hate messing stuff up, so I I was like yeah. Maybe I shouldn't uh, mention it, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> well, you want to play us another tune? I sure will. All right. What do you want to play for us? I guess I'm going to do a song 
called I Hope to Hell. I Hope to Hell. All right. Brent, do you want to listen for a sec? Make sure we're good. <clears throat> was the first one? Yeah. Okay. Was the first one called Trailer Park Queen? Queen of the Trailer Park. Oh no mm-hmm. shit. Uke. Did she really? Yeah. Hey, I drove I drove <laughs> by your old house today. Not your old house, but you know, by where you pull in because I went and played golf out in Tanglewood and I thought Hell yeah, never had to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, do a little snippet for us. Are you going to ask any questions, cocksucker? Yes, I will. I can't say I was surprised. Good. All right. Beautiful. Love your tone, man. Love it. Hell yeah, I love it. You know what? Sometimes that shit pans out perfectly. Every now and then 
remember you've been dead to me since the day I walked away. And I put a nail in that coffin, covered it in dirt. Hope you think about me often, and I hope to hell that it hurts. Oh, I That's a great one. Yeah, it is. That's a you know, like I think what shocks me most about your 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 uh playing and singing, it really shocks me most about your playing and singing is how most people that have been playing a short amount of time are one, two, three, four, one, two, mm-hmm. one. You know, it's real rudimentary and and simple. And and your strum pattern is not that, and then your melody lines are crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, um, accusations, that line in that song, That I mean, what you do with just that word um, to make it fit perfectly into the melody line. and what I mean, it's, I'm, it, I'm like shocked by it. Seriously. Yeah, I really am. I, I, it doesn't, it's not, it, I don't, it's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm re- starting to believe believe that yeah. the longer i'm doing this that like i'm i'm i was meant to do this yeah mm-hmm. and the more i mean think about like you're scratching the surface of what you're develop your development you know you're so new into picking up an instrument and having it in your hand um which makes you more open to writing different stuff now that you and you kind of it's awesome that they coincided because it didn't really limit you to you kind of just had the freedom to do whatever you want to do and you're learning them at the same time and maybe that helps you kind of be able to sing and play but that's there's not a lot of people that can do that 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 start especially start later i mean you have kids but mm-hmm. to you know your kids that are that you have to tend to and and have the ability to do that i mean kudos to to that and just realize i mean i i think that's pretty amazing that that you have that ability so quickly yeah it's awesome yeah i mean it's truly like um about a year ago i picked up or at least i tried to pick up the mandolin and you know it's it has four more strings than the ukulele and it, it and the craziest part about it is the complexity of the chords and trying to think about which ones do sound good and match up together, especially in a song. And and not only are the chords hard enough to learn by themselves, but then putting them in that orientation really is, it's crazy. And then think about like writing lyrics over top of trying to learn that instrument. Yeah. And then trying to navigate that uh, along with writing the tune, you Mm -hmm. know. When you you do write, do you hear – did you hear guitar when you were writing these songs and now you hear ukulele like from originally or was it always just whatever? 
I've never really <clears throat> like heard instruments. Okay. Like when I don't, I guess I get like, I just hear like the words and the melody that I want in my head. And then, cause I don't, I'm not like great at music theory, surprisingly. Mm. Um, but I'll get on there and they'll be like, I'll be like humming the thing that I heard in my head. I'm like, okay, where, what note is that? What note is that? <laughs> I'm just going to fiddle around until I, f- I find it. And then that's how I like will write a song that I hear. And sometimes I sit down with the intention of writing a song without having like an idea. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that mm-hmm. ends up being really good too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I generally know I don't hear an instrument cause I've never played one. And even now, even now writing a song, I don't like hear anything specific, but I do like, I want to I'm, I'm going for like a, a bluegrassy country folk sound, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With what I'm doing. It's definitely cool. Uh, you know, especially like solo uke. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, interesting. And the fact that... I appreciate that. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it's the, like, I wrote a couple of things down there, like your melody lines and then... Uh, but your choices, which makes sense now because you don't limit your... Your, your number one instrument is your vocals. Mm-hmm. It has been your entire life. So you know what to do mm-hmm. with with that to create what you're, what you're going for. But it makes sense now that... If you're piddling, you don't limit yourself vocally and you don't allow an instrument to limit what your melody lines are. So you find it. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because some of the choices, like with with chord, your chord progressions and going to um, the, I don't know if it was a sixth or a fourth or whatever. No, it wasn't a fourth. It might have been, whatever that was in that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a cool, it's such a cool, that's the chord like, Personally, I would have picked, you know, where Mm -hmm. I think some people go for the more, it's supposed to be a D. It's supposed to go in this round progression and you can go there, but you know. The brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, but yeah, (laughs) it's it's a killer. Your choices are killer, Um, which also leads me to influences. There you go. Go ahead. You got a question? Yeah. um, Well, and I mean, this ties right into the influences question. Um, you know, the difference between, you know, just a beginning player, a musician, and an artist. You really have to think about that. And who influence you who influences you really decides on how you see what you're hearing in your head. And so what you what is amazing is just by writing, you know, a few songs and having them in your notebook like you can really hear exactly what you want in that song and then also not limiting yourself in terms of instruments or what it could possibly be. And to me, that really seems like that's a true artist. Mm. It's not just a musician. It's not just a beginner writing a few songs. That's being a true artist. And so, you know, going into the influences question, who were your like, three biggest influences or your artists in terms of music and songwriting? Patsy Cline. Oh, for yeah. sure. Is somebody yeah, yeah. that I listened to a whole lot with my grandmother when I was younger. She loved her. She was heartbroken like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh. So yeah, we had good cries to Patsy. Um, <laughs> and then of course, Shania Twain, man, she was my jam. Shania? Like, yeah. Uh. Everybody was all up in arms about this pop country collaboration. Oh my God, what are we going to do? The lines are blurred. And I'm like, uh. I love this because I, at that age, I did not love bluegrass or country music, mm-hmm. and I did love pop music, and I did love mm-hmm. these like strong female stars, and like 
she was one of them. And like, oh my God, I, I just, I loved her. I loved her so much. Um, any man of mine from any man of mine on, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Shania Twain just did a concert with, uh, where she had Winona Judd. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, who else was that with her? It was uh, Kentucky Girl. Sonora May, maybe? No. Older. Tanya Tucker. Oh, Tanya Tucker. Oh, yeah. I love Shania, too. But she was hammered. <laughs> she was hammered. I don't know if she was drunk or if she had taken some pills. I love or that. what. <laughs> but she was having herself a grand old time. Good. And, uh, yeah, man, she looks great. She's, she's, she's still doing the damn thing. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. She was, uh, you know, those shows... I don't know if you've had them yet. I definitely have had a couple in my, you know, career of shows to where you look back on it the next day and you go, I shouldn't have had that, that extra one, that one. I mean, I would have been fine if it wasn't for this friend of mine that came up and brought me this and I had to have it. And then they ruined me. Because oh, that was the one. It wasn't the 10 before that. It was that it one. It was that one mm-hmm. that got me. <laughs> I did mushrooms at a gig one time. Ooh, that'll make it I've done fun. it twice, actually. The first time went really well. So that's why, of course, Leads like to the second time. The second time, I was like, fuck, yeah, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> um, it was at this derby party. We did a, a benefit for the for Eastern Kentucky for the flood relief. And then uh, horses started past. dying and everything Man. went downhill. And everything went downhill. <laughs> and I took I took these mushrooms. I took them like wrong. I was supposed to take them in different orders, some weird shit. And I'm up, a, I'm up on stage and I'm like, you know, like five songs into my set. And I look at my guitarist and I was like, all right, everybody, Dakota's going to take over. I've got to go swimming now. And like, that was it. Because we're, we're playing in front of a pool. I'm too high to do this. I love you guys. Hello. I mean, good night. I mean, i got to go swimming, man. Yeah. I've got to do what I've been doing in my head the entire time up here. I've been yeah. swimming. That's like uh, Santana at Woodstock when oh, yeah. acid thought the neck of his guitar was a snake. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. God. I could never play on acid. Absolutely time. not. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'll make it very quick. He It was like his first big show to make it big, and he was supposed to play at like 2 in the morning, and he took acid with the Grateful Dead, thinking it would wear off. Well, they switched it. He had to play at 2 p.m., <laughs> And he was so stoned, he thought his guitar neck was a snake. And somehow he didn't miss a note. But after that, he never did drugs again because he was like, I could have ruined my career. Mm-hmm. But he's, yeah. Well, he's a... He definitely could have done some damage. My God. Can you imagine no. playing with a snake as a guitar neck? I don't want to. That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, did you go swimming? Oh, yeah, of course. All time. the rest of the night. Nobody got mad, did they? Oh, hell no. They thought it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did your guitar player... They were like, oh, Taylor's just fucked up. It's okay. <laughs> did your guitar player take over? <clears throat> oh, yeah. And huh? he and he was also high on mushrooms. So, like, oh. he's he's, he just it. manages himself better than me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, I'm, I want to get in the pool and right. I have, the mushrooms say I have to right now. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like swimming. You know? <laughs> he's like, I don't well, know. Well, when we go swimming over there, we swim pretty much... Till sun comes up. Mm. That sounds like a good derby party right there. Oh, it sure was. And we raised a crap ton of money for, uh, for Eastern Kentucky. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think we just like do pull tabs and call it a night. I'm not <laughs> sure what over there. It's pretty boring <laughs> comparatively. <laughs> um, all right. So Patsy Klein. Mm-hmm. We need another one. Tonight. And then. Tonight. 
Uh, no, I listened to a lot of like Tammy Wynette okay. with my grandfather. And he happened to, he was a constable when I was growing up and he happened to work security at the place that my mom did karaoke. <laughs> um, so like when I That's got a, a little got bit in. older, I started singing like Stand By Your Man and ah, Crazy. Ah, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he was, he, he, I think him and my grandmother got me a karaoke machine for like, my 10th birthday or 11th birthday and we'd go to Walmart every Friday and pick out like a new karaoke nah, CD and he awesome. got me a Conway Twitty one oh. fuck that guy but I mean like also he's a great yeah. musician great, yeah. great um, and you know Tammy Wynette Loretta Lynn George Jones like everything the greats. I, I, all the greats I did get a very healthy dose of that in my in my childhood and you know I didn't get so much of the, the rootsy bluegrass that I love to listen to now that's actually um, what I was going to ask. What do you like now? I'm mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big I'm a I'm into the mainstream bluegrass scene. Um, Billy Strings. Yeah, I fucking love Billy Strings. Yeah, everybody yeah. loves Billy Strings. They're uh, huge fans. Uh, really, I'm Molly into Tuttle. like jam bands and stuff too. Like I Trevor love Butter. my morning jacket. Yep. I just okay. went and saw Dead and Company at Deer Creek. In that June. is awesome. Dude, oh my god, I, I cried for like <laughs> 90 minutes. So <laughs> I was the, like, no my god, John Mayer, oh my god, Bob Weir. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They, they've also said that uh, they were talking about, why is this the end? Everybody's like, I don't know. It's not the it's end. Not it's really. just going to be another iteration. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. the, I have seen snippets of the last show with the drones. Oh my god, that was insane. insane. That's that was crazy. Yeah, I watched tipping, it on Nugs on a little bit of hat. acid. It was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. So good. I love it. I love. I love the community that that band particularly has fostered because that community is like where I found my home and where I felt safe and comfortable to start mm-hmm. sharing my music and myself like that. Mm-hmm. So praise the Lord for the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're not going anywhere, man. Uh, I think no. they'll just be, uh, I, you know, was it you, you were talking about it earlier? You mentioned uh, who were we talking about? Drive by truckers or travel oh, by yeah. truckers, somebody like that. So that yeah, that's uh, the band in name is the band in name, and there are members mm-hmm. that come through and go and oh, enter in. Jason who Isbell was, was uh, part of Drive by Truckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leftover salmon. Leftover yes. salmon. Yes, loving my babies. <laughs> yes, I love them. <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it was a it was so cool because um for my brother's birthday me and him we went down to Key West Florida and we went and saw leftover salmon open up for little feet and <gasps> That's it was awesome. and but in watching Key West. them in Key West yeah, they it, played here at Iroquois both, both of them too mm-hmm. yeah yep same tour That's so cool Yeah it was um it was a great experience but you know watching them and doing their thing like the only band that can do what they do is Leftover Saint. Yeah. You know, like, like they are the name. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, but, the, you know, it's just cool to think you can do that. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. You can be a band that, for the most part, you have your members. But, like, Jerry's been gone. They, they've continued mm-hmm. the thing. You it's know, the fans I, that keep them going, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. And, at 100%. And, like, I think it's probably Bob is a little tired. So, yeah. you know, maybe he steps back a little bit. They have somebody. He comes when he feels like it. Mm-hmm. Plays the Red Rock shows. Plays the amazing, mm-hmm. unbelievable shows that he wants to. But not that they're not all unbelievable. Man, when him a, and Trey Anastasio get together, that's mm-hmm. some magic. Yeah. Yeah. Good oh, yeah. lord. And I don't even like fish like that. But. I was listening yeah. to... I was, <laughs> the same way. Yeah, I was listening to Trey's story about him and his band members. Uh, was, did you send me that? Where they were all like, yeah, we were playing the last show because he was so just drugged out constantly and 
we gave him the choice. Hey, man, we can keep doing this. You can just be a drug addict. He's like, yeah, I'll be a drug addict. Screw you guys. So uh, they were playing this last show, and it was just done. And he, he ended up, like, the band was broke up for a few years, and then he mm-hmm. got sober, and look at him now. And that's like Jason Isbell was drive by truckers. He was mm-hmm. all yeah. fucked up all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot left, you know, got kicked out of the band. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the 400 unit. He's a badass. Yeah, he is. What was it? The first, uh, they said the first day he showed up, he wrote what? South, Southampton or something like that. What, what song oh, was it? Something crazy. Independence Day. Yeah, where they're like, are you serious? So this kid. Yeah. Yeah. This kid. Yeah. Muscle was, shows, man. They breathe it. <laughs> yeah. he, he just, it bled into his system living it's down insane. there. It's insane. The mm-hmm. talent, the talent just on, on this earth. I mean, just shit. Mm hmm. He had the talent in, you know, so this good. area. Yes, hundred percent. Um, in Louisville, like since I did not know, I just didn't know. Like, I didn't know how wide my eyes could be open just from moving forty five minutes it's away crazy. from where I grew up. You know, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we've said it for a while, but this city is breeding it's something. Magic. Man. It's it's well, it's mm-hmm. just musically breeding something. Yes. There's so many talented artists right now that are writing crazy good songs. That it's don't, the community that we have behind yeah. us that 1,000% is because yeah. the people that aren't playing music, aren't writing music, are supporting it. Yeah. Yes. That's the, and they're know, very good at it. Like the monarch, the beauty of the monarch. The monarch, and yes. monarch is everybody's baby. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody in the music community wants that thing to thrive. Yes, we do. Um, Katie did it, also does a spotlight Katie series does, there yeah. on Tuesdays. Man. Uh, at the end of... Or the last Tuesday of the month. I got an invite there yesterday that I didn't see until today. It broke my heart. It was this, uh, had a couple people playing, but then it was also a songwriter just like gathering where you trade songs. Song swap. All, yeah, mm-hmm. all throughout the. That sounds awesome. Yeah, Those are actually better. really sound fun. a lot better yesterday if I'd have read the uh, <laughs> message, man. I was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> I did Lord. my very first song swap with um, Danny Flanagan at the Raven. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Memorial Day weekend or something like that um but yeah that was it was really fun it was a really fun format to like go back and forth and talk about our songwriting processes yeah. and stuff well he does that every monday every at the monday raven. at yeah. the raven mm-hmm. actually i have two friends there here, man. We have two friends there right him. now doing it uh, um jay tharp is doing poetry he's an incredible poet that i met through the open mic circuit um and then our friend vincent gleason okay he is probably one of the best guitar players in louisville I and if he hears Vincent me say that, he's going to be like, don't smoke, here, right? don't blow smoke up my ass. Yeah, Vincent's been here. Vincent's been here. Yeah. Dude, I am the worst in the world. With well, what did you say? And... This is 182? Yes. I couldn't keep up with like five. So. Yeah, well, that's me. I'm Mr. <laughs> I'm Mr. I've been, but see, like, a little, here's a little secret about myself. Secret time. <laughs> All right. So, and, and Brad always thinks I'm an idiot because I'll tell him about it. I'll be like, I, we'll go to a show. I mean, we'll go to a show of somebody that's been in this room and I will not say a word to them because I'm afraid that they don't know who I am. So I just feel like, you know, I, and 90% of the time I'll never remember their name. Yeah. I know exactly who they are. If I'm going to the show, of course, I'm just like, Hey, that's so-and-so. And, uh, but I'm always scared. Number one, that I'm going to say the wrong name <laughs> or, or just mess up. I'm Mr. What's up, man. I'm Mr. That guy. Uh, but, yeah, dude, that's I. I am so afraid to go up to somebody and be like, "Hey," and they'll be like, "Who are you?" I get uh, a lot of folks that just call me Catherine or uh, whatever. TK, hey TK. That I was. That was the second thing I was gonna say. They do that too. I think I'm gonna start calling you TK. I like that. It's a good nickname. Yeah. I've never been to your pub either. 
Oh man, I've never been there either. I mean, how let me know how it's doing. Uh, <laughs> who knows? I think they still have live music, so must be doing okay. Yeah. What you say over there, God? Can Do I you have, have some reason? questions for us? <laughs> it's time for Weston's it's questions. It's time for Weston's questions, Catherine. This is uh, our co-host who is not here. Uh, my co-host, I guess, who's not here, has a set of questions. Okay. And and she gets all four. Okay. The add-on. The number four muy importante. All right, Brent. Okay, first question. Buddy? Tell us something about you that is non-musical. Okay. Um. I mean, dang. Hold on. <laughs> I thought about this question really long and hard and, like, couldn't really figure anything out. Let me see. No. Uh, I still collect Barbie dolls. I that don't count because Barbie just love came Barbie. out. But I, okay, well, I didn't even think about that, but yes, you're All right. right. No, you know, we'll move on okay. from that. It does count. No, it's okay. You've always collected Barbies? Always. And like my entire have? life, I have like a bunch of them. So do you have, you probably have a lot of value in that. I, yeah, and they're, 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 some of them are like not, not out of the box. Like Ooh. I had a daughter, you know, and I had a daughter and I was so fucking excited to like pass them down to her. No. Mm -hmm. no. She'll run them. Well, she doesn't want them. She, she wanted have... no part of Barbie. What? No Barbie, no baby dolls. Like, no, straight Mommy. straight into the mud and playing you, baseball. You love Barbie <laughs> more than you love me. Yeah. You your Barbie forever. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that was my daughter. I don't think she did much of that. She was a softball player oh, yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, a knucklehead. Uh, now she climbs like crazy. She's a mm -hmm. climber. Oh, my daughter is, uh, she's a wild child. I love her very much. And I'm super proud of who she is because she's very strong-willed and... The Barbies was the first point. The first point where I saw that she's old? absolutely not going to be. She's four, she's my she's fourteen the 14, year old. Yeah, my daughter's yes. the old one, strong yeah. willed girl. They sound a lot alike, and I tell you what, uh, y'all, you might have a couple rough years from sixteen to eighteen, but after that, it's going to be amazing. We've had a rough year this year. I'm telling Thirteen's you. been a little rough. Hey, there's there's spots. Mm -hmm. They 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 get it. They, <laughs> they start don't give getting opinionated. You a manual for this shit. <laughs> no, they start getting real opinionated at certain ages. You know, some of them. Uh, yeah, she says things to me, and I want to like be pissed at her for the way she's talking to me. But then I'm like, this. My daughter's close to being an adult. You know, uh -huh. like. She's allowed to form her own opinions and she's allowed to express them to me. And I need, you know, what I need to do as a parent is like formulate a way for it to be respectful, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. You know, like when I'm learning, I think with the, with my kids, what I'd like to affect more than anything is their thought process about at, stuff. At, exactly. Like just don't react emotionally all the time. Take a step back and, and, and think about it. It's it should be a lot easier. I'll tell you that that's one of my flaws as a human for sure. Is I'm very reactive. It happens. I've done. I do it. Mm -hmm. You should have seen me. I'm, on the, I I'm trying to not be so emotionally charged <laughs> all the time. It's hard. It is, and and you know, and I was raised in a household where we yelled and like, mm. and, you know, my best friend died in January, killed himself, and uh, and like that's just that. kind of been really difficult on top of just mm. like normal childhood trauma. Mm. I started therapy last week and I That's feel good. a lot better. That's fantastic. <laughs> I feel better about yeah. knowing that I'm trying to help myself. The only thing I'd say about therapy, if it, if it, if it starts affecting your songwriting, you got to quit. No, I'm exactly. just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just actually, after, actually, after my first like help. session, I wrote the last song I just wrote, which was, I just wrote it like a week ago. And it's actually like about how reactive I am and stuff. Um, but yeah. The therapy, therapy actually opened my brain because I had not written a song since before Alex died. Mm. So, but it, uh, 
for Alex, by the way. Do you need another I little do. bit of sip? All right, here you go. Come on up here. I'll give you a little bit more. We can give a little cheers to Alex. Every time I have a drink, I pour one out for my dead homie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. Pour it in your mouth this time. Don't pour it on the carpet. Brad will get mad. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, uh, I think therapy is the best way. It, would, it allows you to process. It gets you processing mm-hmm. stuff. And once you get your brain thinking in that direction, then you can actually put that pen to paper. Exactly. I, I imagine that was, uh, it's been a lot better week than the, the previous, huh? I've had a rough week. I'm going through a breakup. But um, sorry to hear that's that. That's okay. I'm not. I'm not hey, really sorry about it at all. Cheers to new relationships. That's right. <laughs> but you um, other, you know, yeah, going to therapy and um, just just one session, two sessions, getting some shit out made me feel, made my mind clear enough to where I could sit down and not have to be like like constantly going through my mind about the bad things that are happening mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was able to write an honest song. About the way I'm feeling, so mm-hmm. I hope it's that like, going to therapy is like going to be the thing that helps me with my creative block and just getting. If you're able to be honest with a therapist, like I can be honest with my audience, yeah. yeah. And I want that. Well, That's you, what writing music is about for me. And sometimes saying out loud what you are internally thinking allows you to go, "All right, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be," and it humanizes mm-hmm. you too. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. man, sometimes. As as people, <laughs> our thoughts aren't always right. They're not always the best. They're not always smart. They're not always healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to really kind of get through that and process that, I think you're you're nailing it. Uh, to go to therapy and get that stuff, I think it's going to not only help you, but it, the songs are going to be crazy. They're already crazy. Yeah. Can't imagine like uh, even more. Uh, craziness with your songs that's that's question number one we got three more <laughs> lord i love that uh, digging deep right. <laughs> i got a lot to say that's <laughs> no, great this is probably the uh, best platform i've i've had so far so i appreciate Good. you guys having me oh thank you this is a, a absolute honor thank you yeah that's, that all, that's awesome the therapy stuff but then music we've talked about a lot on here is an awesome yes. healthy outlet i mean yeah. for- music is a, the most healthiest outlet i've mm-hmm. ever yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. The next question. You may have hit on one of these, but tell us about a nightmare gig or something crazy that's happened on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Besides <laughs> eating mushrooms. Oh, they're yeah, well, that, that's probably. It wasn't really a nightmare though. Like it wasn't. It doesn't sound like. I wasn't yeah, embarrassed by it or anything. That we're was from playing me. guitar to swimming. I mean, that's that's that that be. It sounds okay. Let's see. Hey, well, I, what? I'm sure there's always this, like, the, the the easy go-to for any musician is, like, I remember this time our sound was god-awful on the stage. Yeah. I couldn't hear anything. Oh, literally, yeah. like, I've every got, but gig. that, yeah, not every gig, though. I have played in some really cool venues that have great sound and not grumpy sound engineers. <laughs> um, but, no, like, really, the, the worst thing that happened was pretty recent, like, to date for me. I played a show at Kaiju last Sunday. Everybody that was there was like, it was so good. And I'm still over here, like, kicking myself about it. My, I went to Stanton to play a radio show to promote Holler Girl that Tuesday. And apparently left my tuner, like, turned on. So my batteries were dead. So if my batteries are dead, I can't plug in. And so, like, <laughs> when I realized that, I was, like, freaking out, like, internally. And, like, everybody can see that I'm freaking out a little bit. And... I look in, I always keep extra, wa- the extra little watch batteries on me to put uh-huh. it in there. 
I don't know where the fuck they went, but they were not in there. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not micing this thing. <laughs> but I had to mic it. Um, and it was a, like a 30 minute set because we did like a songwriter's night. Um, but all five of the first songs that I played, they were, they were great. You know, they, was, they were fine. And then I was like, I'm going to play my new song and it's going to be wonderful and everyone's going to love it. And I fucked it up like just completely, which I don't think anyone knew because it's a brand new song nobody's heard. That's the good but news. I fucking know it. Yeah, you know. And I said that was the worst. <laughs> I mean, I cried. I, I never cry about fucking up at a gig anymore. Like I, maybe the first two that it's I did. The debut, you're trying to. Yeah. And I was like, man, I've never played a kaiju before. And I was real excited about that. Was, Nobody's ever heard this song. Uh, Damn, dude. And then I was kicking myself about. The battery so i've got like a bunch of batteries in there now <laughs> it's never gonna happen again <laughs> i just i got i let myself get too anxious and it Extra like flubbed me up in there in case <laughs> yeah, those batteries just in don't case. Work. pocket watches freaking swiss watches swiss oh my god that's hilarious all right next question <laughs> tell us about a local artist you've listened to recently or seen who did i just go see last week Well, I go to like every Mama Said show I can get in. Yeah, oh, they played Paris Town last they, weekend. Yeah, so they? that's where we were. I took the kids and we danced and danced and danced for like three hours long. It was so much fun. It was packed. Oh my God. They said, because they brought their condenser mic and Caitlin was like, we didn't know it was going to be like this. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> like, yeah, it was packed. Oh my God. We had so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I love them. They are not only amazing artists, but they are great humans. Yeah. Just in all of them. Yeah. They, you it, know, like former you, and present. Yeah. You talked about, uh, Katie and I, you see her name everywhere right now. She, Katie yes, did it. She's, she's absolutely amazing. At she's Monarch wonderful. Once a month, she does open mics. She still does Diorios. She does Diorios Wednesdays on and Wednesdays. then um, Flanagan's on Thursdays. Yeah, so I mean, she's just, uh, mm. which is a huge bump for the, the for not only it the is. Louisville community scene, but for you know people like you that were starting out and needed a place that they wanted to do an open mic. It's mm. such an important venue. It is, and I would, you know, I would not. I tell her all the time, and she says. Don't say that. It's you're the one doing it. But like, I wouldn't have started doing any of this without her pushing me to yeah. like try. Everybody needs that. We person. all do. We yeah. need that. She's my person. Yeah, and I love her for that. I love her for a lot of reasons. But like, you know, that's always going to be something that I think about when I think of her. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine that. Um, I think that's a lot. A lot of people feel. I was going to say exactly yeah. that. I bet <laughs> that there's a lot of people out there that could. We say all the share same that thing. sentiment. Yeah. 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 Like, Dan, I, we would not be here without Katie. Fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man. It's super important to have some anybody that'll prop you up and, and let Absolutely. you know what you're doing is good and that your that your progression is on the right track mm -hmm. and that they love the song or they love the you know like Spencer. Uh, just thinking about Spencer. He's obviously a lot younger than I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, we've been playing together since he was like a sophomore in high school oh, or wow. something crazy. Yeah. I was 16 years old. Yeah. Do you all so have a band? Are you all in a band together? We, all of us kind of play together. Yeah. If we oh, had a cool. band, it would be just, hey, you want to play? I need play? a band. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, you, you're, you're welcome to come play with us anytime. I we'll be it. your backing band. Uh, you probably fire us pretty quick. <laughs> well, we could keep a beat. Like, I did just lose my, I did just have my very first, like, person leaving not playing with me anymore happened so like, which I'm, one was it it was a guitar player a guitar person mm -hmm. it's okay uh, yeah you know what the good news is there's a million of them everybody plays guitar <laughs> oh, yeah. except right. for me <laughs> yeah no you got the you're good right now i tell you you'll have um i don't think you have any issues finding people that want to no, play I with sure you not. no i would i'll play with you man yeah i'll play a little bit ditto 
Um, you got another one? Last question. Favorite bourbon? Oh, Woodford. Woodford. Woodford meat. Woodford I got kicked meat. out of a bar in Nashville one time because... They didn't have Woodford? No, it was a bourbon bar, and oh. they did have Woodford in a drink like a lot of it and <laughs> I was so drunk that I was accusing the bartender's boyfriend of being a narc <laughs> and she was like you gotta go <laughs> you know why you know why you had to go because he was a fucking narc that's why yeah. he was a narc 100% 100% and you, knew it. you caught he it. got called out <laughs> like Melissa McCarthy on that uh, movie when she's on the airplane like you're, you're oh my god yes yes <laughs> What was the airline guy? Oh, uh, what was that? That's her uh, husband, too. He's yeah. the best. Oh, yeah, Ben Falcone. Oh, my God, they're the best. <laughs> I love that. All right, well, you ready to play us another one? I sure am. What are you going to play? I think I'm going to play Take Me to the Creek for you guys. Hey! This is the first song I've ever written. The first one, huh? Uh-huh. All right, Take Me to the Creek. Take 
me to the creek Let's go swimming in the water Miss Taylor Catherine, for everybody that wants to follow you, um, listen to your music, see where you're playing, where can they go and find you? Um, Facebook, Instagram. I have uh, Sober Up is streaming on all of the all the major platforms, so you can find me there. Taylor Catherine this is my stage name and my real name. Um, <laughs> um, I'm working on putting a music page together right now. And I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but like social media overwhelms me uh-huh. and I'd preferred like not to be on it at all, but here I am. Um, so yeah, uh, Taylor Catherine music on Instagram, just Taylor Catherine on Facebook. Um, and if you send me a friend request, I'll add you as long as we have like at least 10 mutuals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'll have my music page up soon. I'm working with somebody that is more organized than me to help me out. I have, I've, organization problems so you know what that is a <laughs> uh, very very common trait of a very very good uh, writer and artist i and triple musician. booked myself one time triple, triple book <laughs> triple and i did all three of the things but i triple booked myself oh my god it was a, a very bad day <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a day right there yeah. oh my gosh well yeah we've uh definitely go check that page out sure. follow you find out where you're playing mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a joy. I love. We. I think we. We all love. Yeah. Awesome. The direction, Thank the songwriting you. is killer, uh, which means you got to take us out with a, a oh, song. Yeah. What are you gonna play for us? I think I'm gonna play y'all sober up. Hey, I said I, was I wasn't to going to, but I'm going to. You don't have to. I want me. to. All right. <laughs> it's different solo. All right. can't have so help me cause I'm addicted to you and I go numb whenever you get close just like cocaine going up my nose please tell me what I'm supposed to do it ain't fair to crave you so badly There's no rehab for being in love Give me a reason to stay on the wagon Or else I won't ever sober up Tastes like green, but I love weed and nicotine. Everything about you gets me stoned. I'm compulsive and that's my curse, but I got vices that could be worse. I can quit anytime I want, one more and I'm done. It ain't fair to crave you so. Badly When there's no rehab for being in love Give me a reason to 
quit you mean at this time But your kisses are sweeter than cherry wine Just takes one bottle and I'm drunk all night I swore I was never ever drinking again But you're just like rum, bourbon and gin One tiny sip packs an incredible bite It ain't fair to crave you so badly When there's no rehab for being in love Give me a reason to stay on the wagon or else I won't ever sober up Give me a reason to stay on the wagon or else I won't ever sober uh. <laughs> oh my goodness! Amazing. That's how you do it. So good. Amazing. Thank you, guys. <laughs>